Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, Tyrac.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, that's the way tire buying should be. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. College football is on the horizon. College football and college sports on our mind, as is the NFL, which enters its final week of the preseason. Welcome, everyone. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. You can find Jeff Schwartz on Twitter at Jeff Schwartz. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Going to talk a bunch of college football in about 20 minutes or so. Anthony Tresh of College Football Pro Football Focus, their senior college football analyst, will be joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. I want to dive into some NFL stuff. Jeff and I talking about the true villains in the National Football League. But quickly off the top, Jeff, and we'll get into this as the as the show continues and, and talk with our college guys about it. Pac-12 did just announce within the last about three minutes or so that there is not going to be in any expansion within that 12-school league. Are you surprised at all by this decision from the Pac-12? 
I am not. Um, I, I cover the Pac-12 for a living. I have a, a Monday through Friday Pac-12 radio show on Sirius, and we've covered this now for for months. Since it's actually not been months, but it's been about six weeks since Oklahoma and Texas decided to leave the, the Big 12 for the SEC. And when that happened, right, there was immediate panic of, of what do we do next? What does the Pac-12 do? What does the Big Ten do? What does ACC do? And it turns out if you just wait a couple days, a couple weeks, calm down a little bit, you figure out that there really is no move to be made for the remaining Big 12 teams. There's really eight teams left to come out west during the Pac-12 conference because it's about money, right? And let's say that Pac-12 schools are getting $10 million per year for, for, from the TV deal. That's $120 million overall, right? If a, if a new team is added or teams are added to the Pac-12 conference, the money will grow, right? It will make more overall money, but will the distribution of the money be the same? It really needs to be more, right? And I, no mm-hmm. team right now, Kansas, Baylor, Tech, whatever it is, is going to add to the distribution of money to our Pac-12 teams. And that's why this is, expansion is not happening right now. They're going to stay put. And I would imagine that the rest of the conference is stay put for now, and the Big 12 will have to add some teams from the AAC. And uh, nobody wants a smaller piece of the pie, including me on Thanksgiving. So that is that is the news <laughs> from the Pac-12. We will dive into more into that throughout the show. But the news just again came down about uh, three minutes or so as we were just about to start the show. So we wanted to touch on that. Also want to touch on the NFL because on Tuesday night as I was sitting there watching Hard Knocks and and I know I'm. Starting to be one of the few, Jeff, because this season of Hard Knocks is not getting the rave reviews that maybe other seasons. I actually kind of feel like this has been the case for the last few years. I don't know if it's run its course. I don't know if it's changed of, of how it's put together or what the information that we get. But, yeah, it just has not been uh, as as much of a draw. And I think it's a bit surprising since it is the Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas Cowboys for a long time were one of those uh, polarizing teams in the National Football League where if you were a fan of every other team but the Dallas Cowboys you hated the Dallas Cowboys because that's who the Cowboys were and then you look at what happened over the last 20 years with the Patriots dominance with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and I think the Patriots kind of had that target on their back as being the villain in the NFL but I'm not sure that's the case anymore and it just got me thinking of where are we right now with that you know <laughs> villain in the National Football League? Who is that team that we hate? Because it has been a part of the league's history. But right now in 2021, I'm having a very difficult time finding any of the 32 teams that people would gang up and say, you know what, we don't like them. It's a great point. Villains are, are great for sports. We've had them uh, all over all over time. And, and you're right. In the NFL, it was New England for 20 years, right? And, and maybe before that it was the Cowboys. But the Cowboys have uh, haven't what haven't been to a, a Super Bowl since '94, right? I mean, it's been that long. Like they have they just haven't done a lot of winning lately. So no one really fears um, you know a team that doesn't win. And you're right about Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks, by the way, is boring, Dan, because they don't give any behind the scenes information anymore, right? It's all surface area and practice videos and and very you know very uh produced you know pieces when guys are all together in a quarterback meeting room right it just feels yeah. very per, you know produced and, and not very authentic and again they don't show we used to love the personnel meetings they don't show the personnel meetings anymore but here's why i think the the, the villain is, is hard to find in the nfl now two reasons one is that is that players don't want to be villains Players want to be liked by everyone now. 
they want to go on social media and they want to have a social media presence, which is fine, right? I have a social media presence too. And they want people to like them, right? They, they want to be liked sure. by their fans and by their followers and by their teammates and by everyone else. And I'm not saying that that wasn't the case previously, but you were not able to, sh- to give your message out to the public and be like, oh, this, this guy's really nice. I might hate his team, but this guy, I like this guy, right? He's doing stuff in the community. Yeah. I like his thoughts. I like his family. I like what he shares. I like what he cooks. And so the, the hatred for that player is, yes, they're on the rival team of mine, but, you know, I kind of like this guy, okay? So there's not that deep-seated hatred because you know the, the, the player very well. And secondly, there's so much player movement now, right, where I think a lot of fans, especially younger fans, they're more fans of players than teams. And it was a little bit with LeBron with me. Like I'm a Lakers fan. Obviously, he's on the Lakers now, but I just like LeBron. And so whatever team he was on, I root for LeBron. Now, obviously, he's on the Lakers, and it's great, so I can root for him and the team I like. Um, but I think a lot of younger, uh, y- younger fans, Dan, they follow players now, not teams. And so there's just not a hatred for your rival as much anymore. There's not a hatred for, for one team anymore. And the reason why the Patriots, besides all the winning, were so hated was because they were secretive, right? The, sure. You, you get, you Absolutely. Get nothing out of Belichick. You got nothing out of Tom Brady. Obviously, Spygate and Deflategate, which I think were too overblown, but whatever, they're, they're, they were there. And the, you know, the evil empire and Bill Belichick and all that. That, they played the perfect role for it. But now... You know, now Tom Brady goes to Tampa Bay and he's just he's showing his personality. You're like, how do you hate this guy? Right. Yeah, like, agreed. He's, he's like He's even a normal, a normal person uh, after all these years of uh, pretending to, to keep everything inside of him. Those are the reasons why the NFL has no villain. Um, but there are there are still passionate rivalries between. Yeah. Teams, right. Ravens, yeah. Steelers and you know, Cowboys, Giants, uh, really the whole NFC East hates each other. So, so they're say, still, they're AFC still North passionate. as well. Yeah. yeah. Browns hating the Steelers. Yes. And, yeah. So, so there is still that passion between teams, but I think for, for fans and, and there's just, we, we like the players because we get to see their personal life now. The, the funny thing about this though, is you bring up player movement is I would say the NBA, there's player movement as well. Yet the NBA thrives on it. Like the NBA. The, because they the, all it, join together. Yeah. <laughs> One team. Yes. That's why. Could be, could be part of it. I've joked, Jeff, on this network many times that one of, the, one of the genius things about the 1980s was growing up, not as a Lakers fan like you were, but in the uh, upper Midwest, where I hated the Celtics and the Lakers. Like, I didn't like oh. either team. And that was something that was very unique. Usually you take sides in yeah, that, and that side, wasn't the yeah. case. But in the NBA now... You probably don't if – if you're not a Lakers fan, you probably don't like the Lakers. If you're not a Brooklyn Nets fan, I have a feeling you don't like the Brooklyn Nets. I think we all get sick of heat culture. Like, they're, they're like the Warriors really started to grade on me um, soon after they won their first title. Like, it was, it was one of those things where the NBA, I think, ends up maybe – being fueled by some of this and maybe even some of the players in, in playing that role. Maybe, you know, I maybe deep down it hurts LeBron or hurts Kevin Durant. I, I, I'm not I sure. He loves it. Yeah. Good. That, that seems to be the case to me. So you have player movement there where the NBA thrives off of it. To your point about the NFL, and when the Patriots broke up, there's nothing to really hate about New England anymore. And you're absolutely right about Tom Brady. I'm just wondering as well, is it is it because the NFL just thrives so much on parity? Because the NBA does have its super teams, as you say. In Major League Baseball, 
Yankees were the evil empire there because of how much they spent. I even think that there's a feeling about the Dodgers coming over because of, you know, the well, trade no deadline, the, the rich. Get, let's, let's be fair. What's about that? that? So no one likes the Dodgers anyways. We don't have to, we don't have to talk about that. But I think, too. I don't think that was always the case. You know, like yeah. you're a Giants fan, so you yeah. don't, you've never liked the jo- Dodgers. But now that seeing them add Scherzer and Trey Turner at the trade deadline, you're like, my but, goodness, the rich I, keep getting rich. Like, but, I think, but it, I think that's it there. Kind of, it's just on the NFL. But it is kind of interesting because when I was talking about you know liking players but hating teams, like I despise the Dodgers, right? I, I, everyone thinks I hate their favorite team on social media. Um, I hate the Dodgers and the Washington Huskies. But I like I like Clayton Kershaw, right? Like in, in the past, I feel like I would have never, and even growing up, I, there was no Dodger I liked. But like I, I like Clayton Kershaw. I, I I you kind of see the family man he is. You hear the stories about him. Like there's so much access to players. It's like how do I hate? Clayton Kershaw, like good dude, right? Good pitcher. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, that, and I still vehemently hate the Dodgers. But like again, like there's there's not the hatred for the player in baseball. Barry Bonds loved being the villain, absolutely loved it. Now it might have it might have hurt his his Hall of Fame chances, which is silly. But he he loved that part. We don't we don't have that in sports. I think again, I think players like LeBron. LeBron could be he could embrace the villain role, but he really can't because he's trying to sell shoes and trying to sell other products and a movie. And if you're the villain, how, how does that hurt your marketing opportunities off the court? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I still like think it was someone like LeBron, you know, like is, is he so, he's so big and I don't, you know, there's, there's no player in the end. Well, maybe, maybe Bra- I don't even know if Brady's as big as LeBron. No, um, uh, I mean, I mean yeah. like worldwide or. In, in yeah. The- uh, yeah. Well, I know worldwide LeBron's not, bigger, yeah. but you know, just, I mean, in this country, I, you know, they, they can play off of that. Like, like LeBron can LeBron like goes on social media and loves to, you know, to play that Tom Brady being the villain. I think he embraces it, but I think that maybe there's just some jealousy there. I, I, I don't what, People are jealous of Tom. Yeah, yeah. Where, where? I, I mean, it, I, I, it's. I think. I think they were jealous of him when he was in New England. I, how can you be jealous of that guy now, man? I mean, yeah, unless you're just a jealous person, point. right? I mean, that could be yeah. what you are, and you're you are. jealous because you know Tom is is handsome and he actually looks younger now than he did when he was a rookie. I mean, there's so many things, but like I like Tom, and I, I like that he doesn't pretend he's not rich. He doesn't pretend he's not famous. He does rich people things, which is what he is. Like, I, I don't like when people pretend. They're not wealthy when they have money. Like that's an insult to all yeah. of us. We know you have money, Tom. Like, great, you drive an Aston Martin. You, you you have UGGs. You should, right? That's what things rich people do. Um, so I, I like Tom, but I like him a lot more now. When I, yeah, I, I didn't, we didn't really know who he was in New England. I agree. I, I it's I I even look at I even look like at a team like the Chiefs. You know, team you played for, team your brother played for. It's hard to dislike Andy Reid. It's hard to dislike Patrick Mahomes. It's, you can dislike them because they win so much. Um, but I think that those other factors also prevent Kansas City from being like the next hated team, unless they were to you know reel off three straight Super Bowl wins. Pat Mahomes is like the most wholesome guy ever. Like he he just he he, he you can't hate Mahomes. Like he yeah. he loves playing football. He for all for all we've noticed, you know, all I've seen of him, he's a, a great father so far. He's a young child. He's married. He's going to marry his high school sweetheart. Like doesn't get in trouble. 
just works and goes home and hangs out with his family. Like, what, what do you, how do you hate a guy like that? He's charismatic. He's, he's cocky, of course, on the field, but I think he's pretty humble. He put a video today for, for the Chiefs. They had, a, I guess, they, they built the, uh, refurbished their, their locker room at the stadium. And he's like, hey guys, Pat Mahomes here. And we're like, yeah, we know it's you. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he still is, he still like is that guy. Uh, and so you can't hate Pat Mahomes. Is, Andy Reid's like the greatest human of all time. I, anyone who played for Andy Reid loves Andy Reid. He is the he's a very old school coach. Training camp is hard. He's going to work you. You put the time in. No days off. No vet days. But we love him because he's very honest with us. Um, he doesn't take himself too seriously. He does give us our, our time that we need to, to rest and recover. And you do a lot of winning with him. And it's fun to play for coaches that are very good at their jobs. Isn't it great when super famous guys introduce themselves, though? Like even even <laughs> if it's in a in a private setting or you know at a. a you know, at a function or something when there's, you know, a Hall of Famer there, they'll introduce. I love that. It, it to me, it, the, just very, it was just very, it was on the Chiefs official Twitter account too. Like, like it, it wasn't, it was some random Twitter account. It was like, hey guys, yeah. Pat Mahomes here in the locker room. Look at our brand new lockers we have. <laughs> Quarterback um, Kansas City Chiefs. It, it was, yeah, it's just, it was just, it was just great. But yeah, I mean, it's again, like, it's hard to hate Russell Wilson. It's hard to hate. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I, I, I mean, to really hate him. Packers fans might hate him, but he's, I don't think he's, a guy you there, hate. Right? There, there is a part, though, about Russell Wilson that I think people don't know how genuine it is. You're not going to get to the hate factor of it, but I don't think that he is going to be as loved as. That's definitely true. Yes. You know, a Mahomes, you know, could possibly be with seemingly Mahomes' realness. De- so, definitely true there. Um, but but I, I get what you're saying. There isn't like this this ground, you know, this swelling of groundswell of, of hatred towards Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. There's, I, there's so I just not, don't know yeah. who that guy, who that team is in, in, in football now. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know either. It, 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 that's why it just stood out. Like even the Cowboys, like you can't even hate watch hard knocks because they're, you don't really even hate them. I mean, Dak Prescott seems like a good guy and you're kind of rooting for him to come back from his injury. Uh, you know, maybe you don't like Jerry Jones, but you know, as Jerry Jones gets over and as you said, they're, you know what, 26 years removed from a Super Bowl. So, yeah, there's, there's still, there's, it's, it's just difficult. It's unique, and I, and I don't know how many people realize it that now we love Tom Brady, and I don't know if people are rooting for Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I just know that nobody is actively hating on them anymore. That, that's what I know about that. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs> Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat a slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two-liter. If you have then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app. Then, pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use the code DUG. New customers can play 5 bucks and get 50 in pick six credits. That's code Doug only on DraftKings. Pick six. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in pick six credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for pick six use only expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Rolling along on a Thursday, getting you set for the final preseason week of the NFL season, week three on the horizon. And week zero in college football is here. That's where we start the top of the hour because just a little over an hour ago, we didn't know exactly when the news was going to come down, but we knew it was going to come down this week. George Klyovkov, the new Pac-12 commissioner, had said that they would make uh, a public announcement on the decision on whether the Pac-12 would end up expanding or not by the end of this week. They didn't even make it to Friday, Jeff. They announced it today that the Pac-12 will not be expanding, so the alliance will remain with the current 41 schools that make up the Big Ten and the ACC and the Pac-12. Not necessarily a huge surprise that the Pac-12 will stay at 12 yeah it, it doesn't make a lot of sense for there to be expansion right now i understand when texas and oklahoma made their move this was right around media days right and it was right in the middle of of i think they were near the end of the sc media days big 12 media days the pac-12 media was the following week and i went out to la to cover the pac-12 conference and just talking to people there it was very clear the pac-12 did not want to add anyone and, and it's not that any of the schools aren't attracted to the Pac-12. Houston, Baylor, Iowa State, possibly Kansas basketball, right? It's that the goal for the Pac-12 conference right now is trying to generate more money for our conference, right? More money equals more funds for recruiting, more funds for facilities, and it should in, in turn make us uh, better at football and basketball. But none of these schools 
add value to a new TV deal. If the distribution for the TV deal right now, I'm just using rough numbers, is $10 million per Pac-12 school, if we add four teams and each school doesn't get more than $10 million, that's now 16 teams getting ten, you know, over $10 million, then there's no point adding teams just to say we're adding teams. I think that's what our new commissioner, by the way, who's been a job since July 1st, what a, what a couple, uh, two months he's, he's had so far. Um, I think that's why the commissioner, the chancellors, the president said, hey, at this time, we're not going to expand because I don't think the ACC will expand. I don't expect the Big Ten to expand. It feels more likely now the Big 12 will take on four AAC teams. And I think there is a day, Dan, when we're going to see four major conferences, four 16 teams. But there's no, there's no purpose for that now. They're really, And they're honestly... There's not a good geographical split for this. No. There's, uh, there's no good way to do this. And what doesn't get talked about enough is the academics of schools matter to the Pac-12 conference, right? Our presidents care far more about research universities, accredited universities, than they do whether our football team is good or bad. It's just the yeah. way it is out West. And the Pac-12 is not going to accept programs uh, that do not have the academic requirements the Pac-12 wants, unless, you know, you are, and we tried 10 years ago, Oklahoma, right? We tried Oklahoma 10 years ago. Uh, if you're, if you are far and away great at football, then yeah, sure. But that's not the case with, 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 with any eight teams left. So it makes complete sense why they're not expanding. And I don't, I don't think we're going to see much outside of the, of, of the big 12 grabbing, you know, Cincinnati, Memphis, UCF and Houston. Sure. And, and and who knows with Houston, because there's even a whole deal. But to your point, that's where it looks like the Big 12 would go. The thing that the thing that to me is is what everybody else should realize as well is the Pac-12. Not only were they not going to announce that they were expanding because of the alliance. It's also the fact that these Texas and Oklahoma talks with the SEC have been going on for about six months. And so to so to have that sort of thing, to have that ready, like you need to plan ahead, yes. make sure all your ducks are in a row to make that sort of announcement. But if you just open and say we're expanding, then it be, really becomes the wild, wild west like we had the last time. And I don't know if that's good for anyone, including your own conference that you're trying to expand. And that's the biggest thing with the alliance to me is as a Big Ten guy, and I heard Texas and Oklahoma were heading to the SEC. I thought it would be open season on not only the Pac-12, but also the ACC, where if the Big Ten, who had went in there and gotten Maryland once before because they wanted the D.C. TV market, would go in and then end up making a push. And that's the biggest thing with the alliance that I see is I thought that the Big Ten would have the opportunity to maybe do that. I don't know how great it would have been for them. I don't know how great it would have been for college football. But if the SEC was looking out for itself, I thought maybe the Big Ten would as well and try to, you know, whether it be a USC, you know, UCLA, Oregon sort of thing for the Big Ten or to go after a North Carolina, go after a Syracuse in the ACC, that's what was surprising to me with the with uh, that the Big Ten likely would have done if there wasn't an alliance. So the Big Ten to me seems like they're kind of taking taking one for the team essentially and being like, all right, we'll work with you guys for the betterment of college sports. When in in another scenario, they actually could have been in the catbird seat to try to poach other schools. Right, but does does Syracuse add much value to a TV deal? For- Probably not. But, right. I mean, but like, like in the end, this is why Oklahoma and Texas did that, right? They want more money. So there's one team out there that's the white whale. That's Notre Dame, right? And if 
if the ACC or the Big Ten were to convince Notre Dame to join, they would they would 100% expand to allow Notre Dame into their conference. Yeah, yesterday they would do that. Yeah, and so <laughs> and, you know, here's what I think happened with the alliance. You mentioned it, right? It's it's way too soon to have anything in writing, and and it was it was great to hear the three commissioners, um, you know, saying uh, you know saying um, you know uh, you know we're, we have we have a, a gentleman's agreement, and and great, okay, great. I mean, that's it, it, you had agreement really for nothing, but well, fine, okay. We have a gentleman's agreement. I think it was a reaction to the SEC in Oklahoma, Texas, and just trying to put on a brave face that together we're going to slow the progress that we feel the SEC and, and possibly ESPN are doing to our sport. And we want to have more control over that. And if we decide to form a union, an alliance, again, not on paper, but just between our commissioners and our schools, then when it comes time to vote for expanding the playoff, when it comes time to find uh, TV contracts for, for the next playoff, then we're part of that process. We're just not letting the SEC and ESPN yeah. make that deal for us. And we'll see what that what that becomes um, as as we go forward. But to your point, the SEC and Oklahoma State has been talking for six months. I mean, these 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 conferences have been talking for only a couple of weeks now. There is unrealistic to assume they'd have a, a written agreement. And look, the press conference was basically the press release, but in but in words. I mean, right, like spoken word. I mean, there wasn't much different than the press release they announced seven minutes before the game, uh, the uh, the press conference started. But as a Pac-12 guy, I'm glad we're included because your point about the Big Ten is exactly right. There's no, the Big Ten's fit here doesn't make sense, and the ACC's fit doesn't really make sense in this. Like, what 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 does the ACC and the, and the Pac-12 have in common? Yeah. with this is this fit needs to happen. Um, because if if the SEC were to call Clemson, they did jump to SEC in a heartbeat. Um. Uh, so it's we're college sports are changing, um, and this alliance feels like a way to slow that change down a little bit. Yeah, and and I actually the the thing that the, they don't need a written agreement because they all right now have a common enemy, and that's the SEC, and that's yeah. the only question of how long does that last? How long do you do it for the for the good of college sports? How long do you have this agreement? Because at some point, one of these three leagues is maybe not going to be as satisfied with this alliance as the other two. And then maybe they try to end up doing their thing. Like, that's the thing to me. Like, now the alliance sounds fine, but what does happen in five years? What does happen in ten years? And 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 that's the other thing of, of we look at college sports, and I think it's easy, and you mentioned, like, having four 16-school leagues. And I think in a perfect world, that is that is correct. But I don't think that the leagues look at it like that. To your point about Clemson and Florida State, like if they were to jump to the SEC, boom, you have an 18-school league right there. And that would just throw, you know, this balance that we look at. And that's like the the, the other like part about this is, yeah, you want to stop the SEC because, yeah, you didn't stop them from Texas and Oklahoma. But to your point, they had Clemson and Florida State. Now yeah. everything is completely uh, you know, head over heels and you have nothing to do. But those are the things that you're trying to shy away from. from. Yeah. I don't think that the SEC is, you know, ready to play ball with the other leagues to be like, all right, you guys had 16 and then we'll have a we'll have a great college football season. I don't think they look you know, at like that. And the alliance can also help, uh, you know, stop something like that from happening. No, it doesn't. And look, also specifically to, to the Pac-12, because I cover that conference and, and I know, that conference the best. And look, Clemson, you know, wins for the ACC. Ohio State wins for the Big Ten. 
everyone looks at the Pac-12 and in this alliance and says, hey, they're kind of the weak sister, right, of this alliance, right? They're, they're the weakling. Um, and, you know, they need to expand to be better in football. Or they need to join the alliance to be better. What we need is USC and Oregon to win football games and big football games. Yeah. We need Oregon to beat Ohio State this year. It's going to be tough. We're going to be, you know, 10, 11-point underdogs at Ohio State. Um, you know, USC has Notre Dame this year, as they do every year. They're going to go to South Bend. They're quite possibly will be 6-0 and after being a top 15-ranked Utah team uh, the week before. They actually have a bye before Notre Dame. Like, USC's got to beat Notre Dame. We need Washington to beat Michigan. We need UCLA basketball this year that's going to start in the top three to win a championship, right? The first time since 95. Pac-12 hasn't won a basketball championship since 97. If we take care of our business out West, if USC becomes the power that they hope they can be, which I'm – I'm, it's unlikely, but their schedules really sets up well for them to w- finish with, with 10 wins this year. But it's not only that. It's winning the big game. We have not, as a conference, we've won one big game in like the last seven years. Oregon beat Wisconsin, and then USC beat Penn State. What was that, five years ago now? Yeah. That, 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 yeah. That's it. The two of them. We haven't won a big non-conference game. We haven't. We, and so that, it starts with handling our business first before it is joining an alliance or expanding the conference. And that's what I, I hope they understand, which I think they do by not expanding right now. But the Pac-12 can fix their quote-unquote issues if they just handle their own business. That Oregon-Auburn game from two years ago. Uh, yeah, don't, it still bothers ago. me. Yeah, I, I mean, like, truly, like, you talk, you're right. Because, like, that you win that game, and I think that there, there are so many other dominoes that end up falling into place. But... Yeah, you're you're absolutely right about the Pac-12. You need to come out on top in those games to be able to push yourself up because at, at least no, no matter what you say uh, about Penn State or Michigan or uh, uh, Wisconsin and Iowa, you know Ohio State's going to beat those teams. Or if if those teams end up, you know, if Penn State has a, has a win over an Indiana squad, Penn State still looked at differently as opposed to a a Pac-12 school maybe going somewhere and beating a team within their conference that doesn't have, you know, the the cachet of an Ohio State, meaning like a Penn State can get credit for a win against Indiana, where maybe if it's similarly ranked teams in the Pac-12, you're not giving them credit if they don't win outside the conference. So it's a it's a fault of, of, of what happens, but that's what college football is. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. done a lot of college football talk today which feels good i mean it's not nfl dominates so much jeff but with uh, college football really on the horizon with games this weekend and then obviously taking over labor day weekend feels good to talk a little uh, little college pigskin that has that has really nothing to do with an alliance or anything but it's just good to actually talk about <laughs> games at one point the thing about Man. college football is it really sneaks up on you, right? Because the NFL, you have training camp, but they're open to the public, right? So you get to yeah. watch clips of your favorite team and, and, and players making plays. We have multiple preseason games. We have two so far. We had a Hall of Fame game. We have Hard Knocks, which has been just utterly boring this year. Um, but we have a, a, a ramp up to, to, you know, to the NFL season. Week zero this week, we have five games. Now, that's a little bit of a ramp up. But then Labor Day weekend, we have 65 games. You know, it's just, it, it, just, it, it goes from zero to 100 very quickly. And even that weekend, right, we have, we have big you know, Georgia, Clemson, UCLA, LSU. I believe it's Wisconsin, Penn State. Um, mm-hmm. th- there are big games that weekend. So it, it just happens very quickly. And it's here. It, it, we, I mean, we, two days away. There is something to because you get into a rhythm in football season, and like I think like the the month of September is like pure bliss. 
because it's still very new. But you get into this rhythm of Saturday, Sunday, but there's something missing on Labor Day weekend when you have a full schedule on Saturday of college football, and then you go into the Sunday and there's no NFL there. Like, there's just, that first week, it takes some adjusting. Then when the NFL kicks off the next weekend, it's like, okay, this is back to back to normal. And then you have your four <laughs> weeks of bliss. But it is, it is a, it throws me off a little with college games on Saturday and nothing really real for the NFL on Sunday. But it does, it does kind of ease you in to, like, the, because the first – weekend of football especially for like my family it's a little bit tough to like hey guys yeah you know we spend a lot of time together every weekend uh but yeah we're not anymore however though the first sunday of labor day weekend we get notre dame florida state at night oh yeah so that's that's not a bad it's you know no nfl but there's a there's a big a big college football game. Uh, it's in Tallahassee, so the Irish on the road in week one. Mike Norvell in year two, I believe, at Florida State um, had a, had a rough first year, but a lot of optimism there. And I think that they, I think didn't like Notre Dame Texas also play a Sunday night game a few years ago, and then you would have the late. You would usually have the the Labor Day game that I know I I had to cover one. I had to cover a Clemson Florida State Bowden Bowl in 2007 in Death Valley on Labor Day. It's one of the greatest atmospheres that I've been around. But it is, it is a great weekend, and you're right. There is a little taste for you on Sunday to college football to to continue to whet your appetite, and there are good matchups. Ohio State and Minnesota open up on a Thursday night, so they open up a week from tonight to start their college football seasons with a Big Ten game. So it's great to have great to have college football. It's also great to have the NFL in, in this preseason that wraps up this weekend. You once again will not see Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay, told Doug Gottlieb at training camp, and it made headlines uh, uh, everywhere that, yeah, you will not see Matthew Stafford in a preseason game as long as he is the head coach of the Rams. But we are hearing from Matthew Stafford, and in a piece that he did recently with uh, ESPN, talked about, basically, uh, Jeff, talked about his history in Detroit and what the future holds for him in Los Angeles because it was at the end of last season that he requested a trade uh, for the or with the or from the Lions, excuse me, and said this in the piece to ESPN when asked, what do you want out of the rest of your career? And I'm quoting Matthew Stafford saying, quote, I just want to play in big games, you know. I want to have opportunities to make big-time plays in the fourth quarter against really good teams in big moments rather than a 1 o'clock game on a Sunday somewhere, end quote. Does anything about that hit you wrong or hit your ear wrong when Matthew Stafford says that? No, he wants to play in big games. What's wrong with that? I mean, we 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 all want to play big games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he wasn't having that in Detroit. Now, that doesn't absolve him of blame, which I don't think there there is much blame for that happening in Detroit. I mean, there were you know he he has had times where he has been a little erratic, but for the most part, he's done his part in Detroit. The defense hasn't done his part. The offensive line, the playmakers around him. He had, he did have Calvin Johnson for for many years now. Um, but I I get what he's saying. He wants to play. In big moments and big games, the first game he has a Sunday football, right? Bears, mm-hmm. Bears, uh, Bears, Rams. So he has an opportunity to do that. The the thing that's interesting about the preseason this year, and it, it comes back to Stafford. So um, we have no preseason. Matt Stafford's not playing the preseason, right? All the young coaches are not playing their their quarterbacks in the preseason. They're they're just not. All the older coaches, Andy Reid. 
Ron Rivera, Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin, guys who've done a lot of winning in the, in the NFL are playing their starters. It's a very odd dynamic. Even Kyle Shanahan, who who really is in younger guy, but obviously a football guy. You know, he's playing the starters too. And all the coaches have done a lot of winning. Coaches that haven't done a lot of winning outside of McVay, not playing their guys. But nonetheless, I think Stafford should have some reps in the preseason. It would be nice, right? To get your offensive line, work with the offense, work with what you have to, you know, you, the the guys you're playing with, hear the hear the play calls from Sean McVay. So when you do have the Bears in week one with that stout defense, and you say you want to play in big-time games. Here you go, buddy. Here's your big-time game, first week of the year. And he hasn't played at all in the preseason. I, I worry about coming out slow in that game because he hasn't got any reps with the offense in a real game situation. I, I just I know with the Rams, when this first did when Sean McVay first did this with Jared Goff and Todd Gurley, I think they played a Monday night game against the Raiders in Oakland. I think that was their first game. And it did take them about a half, but that's all it took for them to really get their footing. And I think that if you're Sean McVay or if you're another young coach, and maybe maybe it's a different you know situation to your point about this being Stafford's first year there. But if you could sacrifice a, a half of bad football to make sure that your quarterback doesn't take an unnecessary shot in a preseason game, I think that that's a deal that you're willing to make. And like they, they, so, we, so we've watched. You've have you, how much preseason have you watched? I've watched a decent amount. I've, have you seen, I'm not have sure you, if it's have you much seen any, as other years, but go ahead. You seen starting quarterbacks take like huge hits yet? <laughs> Justin Fields was the only. I mean, yeah, but one. that that was on Fields. Yeah. He didn't know the protection. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like this, it, it's it's this fear of injuries that I don't. Look, if Pat Mahomes can play an entire half he, on fourth down in the in the game against Arizona, they called his number. He ran for a first down, like in between two defenders. He dove between two defenders for a first down, fourth and two in the red zone. Now I think Travis Kelsey got he got hit kind of on his way out. Otherwise, he would have been probably open. But you know, you can't play. Or coach scared of injuries. You need to get your guys worked. And if that half of football that you're slow on cost you the game, and maybe that one game is the difference between getting home field advantage now and not because there's only one bye, was it worth it? At that situation, no. But I just don't know of how many situations. I don't think you're going to see that situation a lot. And I think that from everything, you know, and you would know more than I would, Jeff, on on what happens in uh, joint practices and in doing different things. But with with games, doesn't more get done between Monday and Friday than a Saturday preseason game? If you're doing stuff with with other teams, you know, like the Buccaneers and the Titans and the, you know, Rams and the Raiders had their practices. It depends on the the joint practice tempo and speed. I mean, coaches obviously believe that because they don't play their starters. Um, in those um, in, in the game. But look, Belichick, they had a joint practice and they played their starters for, mm-hmm. for the game. It's Eagles. Like, I mean, it's just the older coaches believe in, in getting those reps in the preseason. And it seems to work because those teams tend to win a lot of football games. I mean, there's a, and, and you know, we heard, I think Kyler Murray said like, he doesn't like the preseason. And, you know, they, again, back to the Chiefs, Pat Mahomes smiling out there, having time in his life, right? Loves football, playing football. And Kyler Murray's like, ah, eh. That's not enough for me. I don't, I don't really like it. Really? Buddy, yeah. you've won nothing. How could you say you don't like you, you don't like reps or need reps in the preseason? Like that to me, that's the kind of the attitude that I just don't like. Car- yeah, the car- <laughs> the Cardinals are such a different animal with me though because I I like I just don't believe in them at all. And I don't Same know here. how people could, you know, believe in them. And you know, they were an 8 and 8 team last year and they were a Hail Mary away from being 7 and 9. You know, I mean, this is 
there was a lot of there was a lot of foosball, you know, going on with the Arizona Cardinals last year. And I just I, I agree with you on the Murray part. But 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 the Stafford thing and just back to the comments that that he made, what I, I don't think he's going to get a lot of backlash from that. I think no. that there may be there may be um, there, there may be fans in Detroit that will say what you said that said, hey, well, you were the quarterback here. You know, you bear some of the responsibility of not getting us into those big games or having those type of games. But but the only thing that I would I would say to that is Stafford gave him enough time. And now you're a, a, a in a scenario where you're changing head coaches. But B, you also probably are making it beneficial for your team. I, I don't think that Matthew Stafford is is traded and really traded as easily as he was. If the Lions didn't want to move on and set a new course, you know, so like, so if anybody does criticize Matthew Stafford for saying that or looks and says that he's talking poorly about his former team, he has signed contract extensions to stay in Detroit. He has been there. He's done that. And I just, I don't think that the Lions were necessarily mad that Matthew Stafford came to them and said, Hey, I want a new start. Cause I feel that that franchise kind of wanted it as well. Got first round picks out of it. Got a quarterback that can at least, you know, who knows how long Jared Goff's going to be there. But the deal that they got was beneficial for the Lions as well. So I hope those comments that Matthew Stafford made for the people to realize that he wouldn't have left if the Lions really didn't want him to leave. This worked out better, I think, good because both sides wanted a departure. When you make comments like Stafford did, you have to back them up now, right? So you say you want to play in more primetime games, more important games. Well, okay, here's your opportunity, right? This is your year to do so. There's a bunch of primetime games on the Rams schedule. And now in these games, you have to be the guy. You have to be the reason why they won. You have to be the the leader and help them get to these wins. Otherwise, Otherwise, then your, your your statements you made will be kind of laughed at, right? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, so they you know they have Chicago on on uh, Sunday Night Football in Week One. They play Thursday Week Five national TV game. Then they play a Week Nine game on national TV, a Week Ten game on national TV, a Week Fourteen game on national TV. Um, obviously, they play a lot yeah. of four fifteen Eastern games because they're on the West Coast. So those are, I don't know if I consider those prime sure, but there will, games. Yeah, there'll be fo- there'll be Fox windows where like you know well, yeah. the, the Niners or the yeah, Seahawks well, like, that'll like, you know, like week three will be there. Re- yeah. Rams Tampa Bay. That'll probably be the national game on Fox in the late afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, okay, okay, Stafford. All right, go win these games, man. Like, this is what you wanted. So, I, I think there's pressure on him to to make that statement count. I, I think that this is where the research should be, okay? Outside of playoff and Thanksgiving, has Matthew Stafford ever had a pregame meeting with Joe Buck or Troy Aikman? That would be your really like test of of what he is going because yeah, think yeah, about it. How many times you think you think that they went to Detroit for a, a a game where Fox is like we need Buck and Aikman on a call with the Lions? That wasn't Thanksgiving or playoffs. Oh, okay, what well, do, do you thought? Do I think they went to? So there, meaning you know, like there's a Lions number- pa- you know there's a Lions Packers game once that that was like the best game of the week. No, no way, no way, no how. I wonder if I could yeah, search up like. Would say. I wonder if I could search the Joe Buck <laughs> calls Lions game. I'm just uh, kind of curious about uh, outside like, of Thanksgiving or uh, or a playoff game. And they right here, did make a couple of playoff appearances. Wait, okay. Oh, this is Lions Cowboys. This is Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. So outside so of that- Thanksgiving, did they get? Oh, I'm so I'm so curious. 
But think um, about it. Like there would there were there was never a time where you think like Fox is like we need to get that Lions game in the late afternoon window. That has never happened it's over the, the last unless it's the Packers. Years. Probably. Yeah, but I don't even think that there were great Lions Packer games that Oh, here's one right be, here. To be uh what is this is this Thursday night football right here? There's one um Vikings Lions game from uh <laughs> okay. 2017. November twenty is this is this also yeah, Thanksgiving that, probably yeah right? that would be Thanksgiving yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, see, I'm, I'm find, telling you I'm trying I'm to not find crazy a game. Schwartz I'm telling you that, I'm trying to find a game um, I don't think so it's uh, trust oh, me as yeah, a Milwaukee is, Bucks fan I wondered if ABC actually had Bucks graphics in their computers to put up during the NBA Finals congrats by the way we I think we yeah. had talked about this matchup yeah um, yeah uh, before at least when the playoffs started so. Uh, congratulations! It, oh, it worked thank you. out. Thank you. I, yeah, I did, I did so much. No, it was great. It was actually. I'm still on the high of of winning it. You but, should be. I'm. A, I, when yeah. I've won. The Giants have won three World Series. You know, in 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 twelve and fourteen. Like it's Lakers won the, the bubble championship. I mean, I'll take it, but it's like not my favorite Lakers championship of my childhood. Sure. Um, of my of my life, I should say. But uh, yeah, you should be happy. It's it, it's awesome. Yeah, they're like they're like chicken wings. It's like it's not the best, but they're wings. I'll still eat it. I'll still enjoy it. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. 
And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 